0: It's time for Living Your Purpose, a motivational and inspirational podcast with Peter and Joyce Nielsen.
1: Welcome, everyone, to Living Your Purpose podcast with Peter and Joyce Nielsen. We are so excited. We've been getting some great feedback, some great questions from you. Whether you're tuning in from the West Coast, the East Coast, my friends up in Canada, we were just in Toronto doing an appearance uh, this last weekend, and uh, our flight got canceled. A snowstorm was coming in. We ended up driving like five hours each way, and um, we walked into about thirty inches of snow, sixty mile an hour winds. But yet, it was a full house. So we love you, Canada. You know, and wherever you're tuning in, whether it's on Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud. Um, blog, talk, radio, or social media, we just thank you, you know, and some of these um, podcasts have been questions that you have asked. And um, that's the reason why we want to do this is just to be uncut, uncensored, get right to the punchline on trying to put more quality in your life, get you back on the right path so that you can live your purposeful life. And, you know, Joyce, I mean, I think one of the questions that really excited me because of what I do for the last 40 years in business um, is people talking about what they want, but it seems like everybody makes excuses for whatever, (laughs)
0: <laughs> we all do it. We're all guilty of it, including myself. And there's there's always some reason or excuse or something else that's more important that you can knock something that you don't want to do off your list.
1: <laughs> you know, and, and it's crazy. I, I mean, I was in the health club and physical therapy business for twenty-eight consecutive years. And if everyone listened to me the first time with nutritional counseling, macronutrient meal plans, exercise programs, using the right weight, uh, just really being disciplined at the breakfast, lunch, and dinner table, staying healthy. I would be poor. I would literally be out of business because everyone would get that best version of themselves in tip top shape, and then they wouldn't need any more coaching or support or training But unfortunately, we are humans that unfortunately get in shape to get out of shape. I'm going to get in shape for this wedding. I'm going to get in shape for this cruise. Oh, my Lord, it is March and I'm going by a pool the end of April and I'm going to be in a bikini. I need to take off my winter coat literally and figuratively. So... You know, Joyce, and you know, you hear me talking about this. And with all due respect, and I this is coming from a source of, of love, and I care about each and every one of you, but I've heard every excuse under the sun on why people don't exercise. Peter, it's too hot out. Peter, it's too cold. Peter, my engine light is on. Peter, I can't afford a membership to a health club. Peter, I'm a mother of four and I just don't have time. I've heard so many excuses. And what I, I say to each and every one of you, and maybe I'm speaking to you, maybe this is resonating in your heart of hearts <clears throat> right now, is that if you want something bad enough, you will find a way and get it done. If you don't, you make any excuse and every excuse under the sun are not to do it. I mean, do you find yourself in that situation <laughs> at you, times?
0: You know I do. <laughs> if we don't get the workout done in the morning, I will spend all day like... Oh my gosh I have to make dinner I don't have the energy I have laundry I have to there's always something where I'm thinking of I don't know if I can work out today but every you know I find if you do the thing that it is that you're procrastinating to do first get the hardest thing done first thing in the morning uh, it's a lot easier and I actually had read this book the five second rule at one time mel robbins and it was like if you you know if you really don't want to do something you count to five and do it just get it over with whether it's not hitting the snooze and getting out of bed in the morning if it's stepping into the gym it's like you can fight yourself and argue with yourself all day long or you can just do it and get it out of the way
1: (laughs) couldn't agree with you more and you know in my own life um when i was very young, many of you know that I was born with an incurable condition, Crohn's, and and then I started training down my grandmother's basement, and um, I heard of this RNJ health studio with this amazing uh, coach, he was a chiropractor as well, but he was um, a manager to Lou Ferrigno, the Incredible Hulk, and Lou Ferrigno, I found out, only lived like seven blocks away from where I grew up, And so I was motivated to take a train and a bus to this health club. So I go to the health club, and um, I meet with Dr. Levine. And um, long story short, he looks at me. I must have been about, I would say, 16 and a half, going on 17. I thought my arms. I, I was putting on weight. I was so anorexic looking, so thin, unhealthy looking, and all of a sudden I started seeing these biceps, these bumps, and pectoral muscles, and my abs, I had an eight pack, you know, so I went there, and I'm thinking like, Mr. Levine, I really want to be your next, you know, rising star, I know what you did with he says, he says, Peter, Louis downstairs let's go downstairs here I'm meeting like one of my idols you know and Lou stands stands 6'5 and he's weighing over 315 pounds so we come back upstairs and he's like okay he's like put on a pair of shorts I want to see you pose so he goes wow he goes your arms are pretty impressive and then when I put on my shorts he says but it looks like you're standing on toothpicks Well, those were fighting words. As I got back on the bus, um, before I did, Dr. Julie Levine says, I'll make a promise with you. If you get your legs up to par with your upper body, I'll sign you and I will waive the membership, the yearly membership. I will train you and I will give you vitamin supplements that he had a line of, you know, for free. And I'll give you gas money so that, you know, it'll pay for you to come here. Well, I thought I died and went to heaven. And that was like my my carrot. That was just my goal. So almost a year later, I would say it was probably like more like nine months later, I traveled back there. But the point was, I didn't make excuses. I used... What he said to me that hurt my feelings is rocket fuel. Every day, I did guess what first, like Joyce mentioned. I did legs, which I hated to do. When I ended up winning, and for many of you that don't know, I won the Mr. America five times, the Mr. Universe twice, the World Cup once, Mr. USA, Teenage America, Teenage USA, when I basically went back to him and put on a pair of shorts. Those same shorts could not fit. My legs literally went from these little skinny legs that were maybe like say, you know, 16 inches. I ended up winning the Mr. Universe where one of my thighs, the circumference, was basically 30 and a half inches. It was bigger than my waist, which was 28 and a half inches. So, if you truly do what Joyce just mentioned, it it means everything. I, I, to this day, I don't like doing, I I really love doing legs now because my legs really are probably one of my best body parts. But the thing that I don't like to do is back. So, I also now do that back. Or if I get up in the morning and I have, you know, 12 different things that I got to do, I'm going to nail the hardest first and how many times Joyce do I say let's get this workout done early so that the hardest part of our day physically is behind us
0: and it really it's not only is it a mindset but once you conquer that thing you're dreading to do the first it totally makes the whole rest of the day seem like a piece of cake and like you can take on anything
1: true (laughs) I mean it's almost like I mean think about it I mean I'll, I'll just be real with each of you after Joyce and I, we work out, we work out together. Then I, I feel like if, if we had a good workout or we got it done, then I feel like, okay, let's go out to lunch. Well, let's go out to dinner. And I feel like it's deserving. If I didn't work out, you know, why am I going out to dinner and maybe having a glass of wine or having a little piece of dessert? It's like, I didn't even do what, I didn't honor my body. You know, I didn't take care of the one model year that God has given me. So when it comes to excuses, are you making excuses in your life right now?
0: Right. And even if it's not fitness, say food is your excuse and you want to eat healthy. It's like if you set aside a certain day, Okay, it's going to be this is the day and I'm going to take two hours and I'm going to sit here and I'm going to food prep our meal prep for the whole rest of the week and have them in the fridge and even, even have them labeled in the fridge, then then you're alleviating those excuses when you're running out the door and grabbing something from the pantry instead of something from the fridge. And we all know what happens when you do that.
1: <laughs> I have this amazing wife, And, you know, no one, when I was, I've been single for, golly, for almost 19 years. And, you know, I had to learn to at least cook the... Uh, be able to know how to cook the essentials <laughs> if not i would starve and no one's gonna train for me either and when joyce does the meal prepping it sets you up to succeed so you don't have the excuses to say there's nothing in the house i i was in traffic taking the kids to an activity or from school and we had to order mcdonald's or some pizza you know and it's okay to cheat every once in a while, but you are what you eat. So I couldn't agree with you more. And I, I guess the thing with excuses is that if you truly want to accomplish something, if you, whether it's occupationally, relational, um, you know, spiritual, I'm going to just call each and every one of you to the mat. If you're listening and you have a best friend or maybe a sibling, or maybe a parent, maybe a husband or wife, and they <laughs> they say the same excuse 450 times over the course of your relationship, whether it's 10, 20, 30 years, five years. I want that excuse to sound so ridiculous, and you need to, with love, call them to the mat. Do not be part of their excuse, such as being a co-enabler. My dad was an alcoholic. He died at 49. Loved my mom to death, but my mom was too scared to sometimes tell him to stop drinking. Um, It cost him his life. It was very costly. But if someone has an addiction and they hide it well, I know I truly do. I know men that wear $3,000 suits and drive around in Rolls Royces, and they hide their heroin addiction very well. And they go down to the inner city, and they buy their couple of packets, and they think they're just living their life. The point is, is that if you know someone like that, if it's you, um, you need to make a decision. And if you know somebody you need with love to call them to the mat and to just say that that with all due respect, that excuse is ridiculous. That's why having a training partner is so important. There's days I don't feel like working out and Joyce is like gun-ho. I'm not gonna tell her, you <laughs> know, here I am a 50 bodybuilding champion, trainer of the year, self-magazine, muscle and fitness. I'm gonna say, babe, I'm too tired my back hurts, or it's snowing outside. And I just, you know, I'm not going to do that. So competition breeds success. And it's beautiful when you have accountability buddy, it's going to really if you have the right accountability buddy, not a yes person, I know all the things that I'm good at. I want Joyce and the people that love me to tell me not what I'm good at, but what I could be better at, how I could improve. And before the beautiful thing about even our marriage is before I go to an attorney or a partner, I go to my confidant, my wife, because she's going to not, she's not going to steer me wrong. And with love, she's going to tell me, babe, this looks good, but this looks better. Or babe, (laughs) fix this you just posted something and you she, she's you know she's really good at grammar and english she's got a degree in there and stuff so she'll actually help me where if someone else well two things number one most people that work for me or know of me they don't have the nerve to tell me what i did wrong and over a period of time you you end up losing respect for someone like that because you know they're great people, but they're not being 100% honest. Whereas Joyce would say, Peter, great, great devotional today, a great article, but you spelled this wrong, or you used this in the wrong way. Boy, oh boy, those are the kind of people you want to associate with. And babe, I thank you. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <I love you. laughs> for, for doing that. I mean, really, I'm like a do-do-do sometimes. It's like, you know, um, and you really do help me.
0: And you help me, likewise. There's some days where I'm just going through the motions on some things that I just know I have to do that I don't want to. And um, it's it's nice to have someone there that's such an encourager and a supporter of your goals and what you're trying to accomplish.
1: You know, so I, I think when you when you think about when you think about, like, what we're talking about, no more excuses, you know, if you want something bad enough, then find a way. If not, you're mm-hmm. going to continue making those excuses. I think the application is, number one, to be honest with yourself. Number two is to be vocal and have a heart-to-heart with whoever is your best friend, whoever you trust. Whoever you're going to give that positional power to as your accountability buddy, your training partner. If someone's trying to smoke, I mean, I'll give you another great analogy. This is real life stuff. My dad, many people know, I've I've written five books and many people know my dad was abusive. He died young. He physically abused us, um, put me in the hospital, broke collarbones, uh, six stitches over my head. So when he had alcohol, he was an animal. When he didn't, you know, he was a a loving, sweet, funny guy. My point is, is that there's so many times that in that relationship, uh, my mom would try to make excuses for his behavior. There were so many times in that relationship, my dad asked me to help him. True story. Peter... If I ask you to go get a pack of Between the Acts, which are these mild little uh, miniature cigars that come twenty in a in a, a pack, uh, don't go get it for me, Peter. Um, hiding these, take these away. I just bought them. Get rid of them. And he he gave me two cartons of of these cigarette cigars, and um, I hid them. Well. 10 days go by and he's having a fit and he's in this wired mode of addict. Like he's having a meltdown. Peter, where's, where's those cigars that I gave you? Dad, I don't know. Peter, where are they? Dad, I I got rid of them. You told me to. Peter, go get me cigars right now between the acts, right on the corner. They're closing in an hour. No, dad, you told me not to. He beat the lights out of me that night, closed my eye. I couldn't go to school for eight days. True story. My point is, is that you need to have an accountability buddy that is not a wet noodle. Because if you're an alpha male or an alpha female, and you pick someone that you love and could trust, but they're submissive, And if you give them one little bit of static, they're going to buckle down. That's not a good accountability buddy. You got to have an accountability buddy that's not scared of you, that doesn't care if you don't talk to them for five days or 10 days, that knows the truth and that wants to help you. Those are the type of people that I want in my life. May I get pissed off at them um, if they say something at that moment, but after a good night's sleep, Will I thank them the next day? Absolutely. A million times over. So get yourself an accountability, buddy. And that is going to truly call you to the mat. No matter if you get fussy with them, if you get arrogant with them, if you try to challenge them, and by raising your voice, they're not going to buckle. They're going to stand their ground. Because they love you, it's biblical. It's like you know, if somebody's committing sin, in the Bible it says, if you really love this person, you tell them. If you have somebody, (laughs) another quick story. When I film television, if I have a, they used to call it a a, a bat in the cave. (laughs) If if someone has a booger in their nose and you're doing a live shot or you're doing a stand-up, and you're paying a photographer hundreds of dollars a day to film your television show. And if they don't tell you and you're doing this great stand-up, what are we doing? Why am I paying this guy? Why is he too timid or scared or she's too timid to tell me that I got a booger hanging out of my nose and we can't even air it? (laughs) So I know it sounds funny, but it's the reality of the truth. Many of us don't say things to certain people because we're afraid we're going to hurt their feelings. Correct?
0: Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: You know, I mean, so here we are, you know, on this beautiful day and you have this opportunity to truly take a position, uh, put your foot, you know, in the sand, draw a line and say enough is enough. I've heard every excuse and I'm going to get this done. And if you continue to make those ridiculous same excuses then you really, really, really don't want to better your, your life, your situation, your relationship, your addiction that you're trying to break. Um, any final words?
0: Um, I know to help hold myself accountable. I like to chart things and I love to schedule, <laughs> as you know. And um, so I, if there's a certain goal or something that you really wanna get done, And I even schedule my workouts. I have it in my phone every day at 9 a.m. It goes off for us to do our daily workout. Or if there's a task I'm trying to complete, I will also put in time. In my calendar, I need to do this task and this task today and this one tomorrow in order by Friday that I have this task completed. No excuses because it's scheduled. It's on my calendar. I have a reminder that goes off. I have time set aside for it. I've organized my time accordingly to what's most important to me throughout the week, and that seems to help a lot as well.
1: I'm smiling.
0: Because I probably drive you crazy. You probably have an alert reminding you of something going on.
1: (laughs) I am smiling because she has an alert for everything, including it,
0: puppy lunch time. Yeah. She's
1: like, I'm like, babe, what's that one for? Because I just 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 want to love on you. She has literally like I'm going to make you lunch and we're going to have some quality time. I love this woman more than the oxygen I breathe because <laughs> you know, God doesn't make mistakes and when you allow God to choose your your spouse, um You better be prepared because what ends up happening, it grows both of you up spiritually because where I get weak, you know, Joyce gets strong and vice versa. And she does call me to the mat. And I do call her to the mat if I feel or she feels we're making excuses. But I am the visionary person in this family. I am the big thinker. I get it from God. I feel like he's put a calling on my life. And then I really talk it out and talk it through with my wife. But then the beautiful thing is that how I've been successful in business is I've always had people that were smarter than me in figuring it out. So I could have 15,000 people in a room and get them to chant and we're in Detroit and get them to chant. We're going to L.A. We're going to L.A. and have everybody want to go to L.A. As I'm walking to the back, I'll be telling Joyce, I don't know how the heck we'll get in L.A. Figure it out and I'll meet you there. (laughs) And that's a beautiful thing is to know your strengths and to know your weaknesses. So if you're constantly making excuses where you can't lose weight or you can't cook something, or you, you're you not good in this relationship or marriage, or you can't break this addiction, once you, and, and again, I go back to the word of God, once you give, once you give that light, you take the power away from the enemy. That's literally, in my opinion, 50 to 70% of it. If, if there's something that's on my mind, and there's something that, I'm holding on to, once I shed light onto it, I literally water it down. It could be an inappropriate, it could be an inappropriate um, inbox on social media. If I don't tell my wife, that could literally come back and bite me and there's no excuses on not having this amazing, honest way of living every day And it's beautiful, it's just a beautiful thing because every time I possibly can, if I feel like the enemy's throwing a torpedo, I give it light because the thing that I wanna do most in our world is I wanna honor God, I wanna do His works with my wife, and I want my wife to feel secure about our relationship. And as long as you bring it to the surface, you give it light. There's no excuses. You don't need to sugarcoat anything. And it really comes full circle in where sometimes when you make excuses or you don't know what you should do, a lot of times all it does is add tension, strife, um, negative energy from the enemy that could come back and truly explode in your face. I hope each and every one of you have truly Um, just looked at yourself in the mirror and maybe even chuckled on the same excuse that you tell your spouse that every single dinner date, you're always 15 or 20 minutes late. And he or she loves you. But then they got to call the restaurant. And, and, you know, and, and, and then there's another couple involved and everybody understands you. But let's be real. Why not take control of your own destiny and why not improve on that? Instead of making excuses and saying, I'm always late. I'm fashionably late. I'm going to be late for my own funeral. And the reason why I'm saying it is that I'm raising my hand and you're not seeing it right now because we're on a podcast, but I'm notorious for that. Babe, I'm running a little late. I remember one of our first dates. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Yeah. <laughs> One of our first dates, this woman, I knew early on that she, that God brought her to be my bride and she, she's in this beautiful restaurant for like 20 minutes, you know, and all of a sudden I walk in and I know the maitre d' and she says, boy, she says, you have a beautiful woman waiting for you. She says, shame on you for, for letting her wait that long. I did come in with flowers though, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> I did. I think came in with flowers at the big rock that time, you know, but, um, I just hope that each and every one of you, um, get something out of this today. If you do have, um, questions, you could email us and, um, you know, you can email us at Peter at dot com. Um, come and join us on social media at Peter and Nielsen. We've been posting a lot of reels, with Joyce and I behind the scenes working out and uh, just having a lot of fun. So again, life is so much better when you're not making excuses. I hope everyone has a great, great week and God bless.